Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Aquafina. And we are a comic relief for your reality. Shit is real, but, but it's funny. funny. This podcast represents the opinions of Molly and Aquafina and no way is connected to our employees or associated business partners. This content is for information purpose only. Thank you and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Molly and Aquafina, where we are creating a safe space for all things Black, Black, and more Black. Thank you for liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate all the love and the support. This is episode 27. Episode 27. Wow. Hmm. I I will say we did a good job, friend. We did a good doing job. a good job. <laughs> we did a good job. We stayed consistent. Uh, we had a plan, we set out on it, and although it was a confusing ride, I, I think I may say that we did very, very good, you know, for starting a podcast, and even from us having our original artwork that we created to then having a more polished logo art look. Shout out to Mama Friend. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, she, Mama Friend, you saved us so, so, so much. We probably would have been up in these Rockefeller legal streets, Rock Nation, young guns getting sued. (laughs) No, absolutely. When the check is cut, Mama Friend, have your hand out, okay? Because it's coming your way. Coming your way, girl. She's most definitely one of those people that can get a check. Like it's going to clear. You know, it may not clear for a lot now, my friend. But it's going to clear <laughs> for something. <laughs> but it's definitely going to clear because <laughs> she saved us. Like the backstory to that, just to touch on it a little bit, we wanted to pay. Is it homage? Yes. Homage to a certain we, group. We wanted to pay homage to a certain group in Philadelphia, which is the Young Guns. So we came up with this idea of having their album cover um, similar to our logo art. And we were so wrapped up in paying that as a tribute that we failed to realize that we could have got sued because it been it could have been possibly like trademark infringement or whatever the legalities of that situation is or was. So Mama Friend actually came out and said, "You can't use them people's. <laughs> you can't use them people's stuff. They are gonna sue y'all." <laughs> and we were coming from a standpoint of. No, we're trying to just, you know, we we love the young guns. We from Philly, they from Philly. You know, we was rocking with the Rockefeller. We thought we was, you know, ooh, 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 powder blue rocker wear suit, you know, white Nike. Like we really thought, we nah, really but thought. they they would have really thought about it and sued us. <laughs> so shout out to Mama Friend. Um, very, very humble beginnings. Very, very humble, humble beginnings. beginnings. Very humble. I'm still um, quite humble, if I may say so. <laughs> and and we're still learning. Like we're still learning. Um, it's a learning process. Um, I would say that we're not done yet. Of course, we're just getting started. And I'm looking forward to next year and what it brings for Molly and Aquafina. 
Um, we are going to try to deliver as much visual content to you guys as we can, all while remaining consistent. And we're trying to touch a bag next year. We're trying to touch a bag. That's that's my goal. I would say that's that's my goal for us to touch a, a major major bag and be under a network. You know, we always name drop Uncle Sharla. So yeah, either LMN or BE Black Effect. Either or <laughs> we'll take what we can take. So yeah, friend, what are you looking forward to for the MA? <laughs> I love it. MA. Um I'm always so surprised as to what we can do. So I don't even want to set something because I'm pretty sure it's just going to exceed my expectations anyway. So at this point, I am just um, accepting all the blessings that come with it. The the best part is, of course, when someone say, yeah, girl, because, you know, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> or when y'all said this, or I was having a long day and I just turned you guys on while I was riding home from work and I laughed the whole way home. Those are the best moments ever. And I hope that feedback, that positive feedback just continue to pour in. Of course, we're always open to constructive criticism, um, but I'm just excited. I'm just excited. It's the consistency. It's being um, available when it was hard to be available. (laughs) Very hard. Um, So yeah, I'm just excited. I'm just going to continue to be excited. see what's in the future and just take it and go with it and keep running forward. No looking back. What's one thing that you thought or what's one thing that you took away from us doing this whole podcast situation? Technology is a mother. Okay. <laughs> it is a M effort to the highest degree. Um, I think honesty, when you're honest and you um, speak and walk in your truth, you'll get other people who can be honest as well and speak and walk in their truth. Or maybe you might shed light on something that someone didn't even know, right? So I think that's the takeaway. Just be authentic, be in um, your most authentic self. Back to the logo. So our logo, (laughs) it doesn't have a face. Right? So the message with that was focus on the message and not the messenger. So if y'all just keep tuning in and listening to the message, whatever it may be, because we be on some bullshit (laughs) 95% of the time. But that 5%, y'all know it's it's some real stuff to it. So but you know what's funny about that? So I was at work on Friday and one of the kids actually said, (laughs) they said, Miss Such and Such, is that you? on your sweatshirt and I said oh no this is from a a show I bought this for from a show (laughs) and a little kid looked like hmm oh okay (laughs) like that I can see it right (laughs) I think that's you you're lying to me but it caught me off guard because kids are so smart (laughs) and he looked at me and I looked at him and we looked at each other (laughs) and I'm like no it's not me and he's like, mm, all right. 
<laughs> like, bitch, I knew that was you. Yep, she a lie. <laughs> she a lie. Um, I asked that question because I was thinking the other day and I'm like, oh, Aquafina, you used to do so, so horrible with public speaking. And granted, we're not in front of an audience. So it's less intimidating and it's not that challenging yet because we will eventually be in front of our audience. But doing this podcast has taught me to speak and taught me to, well, now I stay looking up shit in the dictionary because I swear when we be talking, sometimes I'll be saying some words wrong. So I will go look it up to make sure I'm using it correctly. <laughs> but it just taught me a lot about speaking because I was so, that was something that I was so afraid to do and something that I thought was so intimidating. So I'm like, it kind of sort of helps me with that or it's like grooming me to speak in front of an audience or just speak freely in front of people. Public speaking is extremely hard. And I honestly try, I honestly try not to think about it. And being someone with um, a slight speech impediment makes it even more nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. But in the world of Zoom, I kind of had to get out of that really quickly because every meeting that I hold now for the past, I don't know, two years has been Zoom. Yeah. Zoom will humble you in ways... (laughs) that you can't even imagine. So I definitely understand that public speaking, it's very hard, um, but it gets better. Practice makes perfect. So you're definitely on a road to perfection. So keep it up, keep up the good work, friend. That's just one thing I fear, friend. Like when we have to speak in front of those people, it's going to happen. And you know what I tell myself (laughs) when I have to speak in front of people or present something or give a presentation? It's like, I literally tell myself, man, fuck some people. Seriously, and that gets me through it. Like, man, you may never have to see those people again, but then you may see them again because you did very well and now you have an opportunity. But it's like, they don't really know you. You don't know them. You're delivering a message. Hopefully you can make a connection. If not, you try again harder the next time. But I tell you, whenever I have to speak in front of a large group of people, it's me and fuck them people because it's like, okay, either you're going to take it or you're not. Friend, I mean, you can have that, that stance when it's with like, your work environment, but us being an entertainment. No, that's, I I take it wherever I go now, because it's like, you put so much stock into what other people are going to say or how they're going to perceive you that you get your own self so worked up that you don't deliver the best that you can. So if I go in it with that mindset, like, man, fuck some people. I'm here, you know, I'm in a room, so we're sitting in the same place. So I take that with me now with whatever I do. So whether you're speaking in front of the president are you speaking in front of your next door neighbor? i must have the president man fuck the, fuck the you president. Gotta, that's your prep that's the prep talk before you get to the arena yeah like can, i can't imagine what jay-z tells himself before he performs in front of an arena like what do you tell yourself what's your prep talk i'm richer than all the motherfuckers out there fuck them people <laughs> exactly exactly see this i'm the mother motherfuck- i'm the motherfucking goat I- <laughs> Find your pep talk. Find what gets you going. Find out. That's a good one. I like that. Find your pep talk. Find your pep talk. So the title of this episode is going to be Fuck Them People. Fuck Them People. Because if you let people 
get underneath your skin and you worry about what they think about you, you're never going to be able to feel like you're at your best. You're always going to feel like you're less than because you're so focused on them when you're actually on your game. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. I'm really excited. And it probably is going to exceed both of our expectations. I just know. I just know it. I just know it. But anyway, how was your Christmas? It was Christmas? Well, Christmas. Christmas at Plies probably was said. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess. Now, Christmas is always um, quiet and intimate. Okay. And I had a very quiet and intimate um, Christmas. Okay. No complaints. I got a few <laughs> good gifts. I got like a gag gift. But it okay. was like the real gift. So I opened up the box and it said sex. Ooh, I was like, ooh, sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, I was excited. I started sweating and everything. I didn't know it was in a box. And then when I opened the box, it was um, uh, um, a, like a fanny pack. I had, you know, someone stole my fanny pack. So my fanny yeah. pack was replaced. But underneath the fanny pack was the real sex gift. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really excited. I was really, really excited. But for some reason, this Christmas, I really, I think, reflected on a lot of people that are just in some real messed up situations. Yeah. And especially with the children, like so many children that, and Christmas, again, we know it's not about the gifts, but weren't able to open a gift or that single parent that's struggling just to meet ends just struggling to make ends meet so they weren't even able to provide that what people would consider a traditional Christmas so I don't know why that was so heavy on my heart and why I just kept thinking about it but yeah but overall a really really great Christmas how about yours (laughs) you're laughing (laughs) mine started out um, really, really well. I, I said that this year, for some reason, it felt really homey to me, like this Christmas. Um, Thanksgiving never really feels like anything to me because it's just like Thanksgiving. And, you know, just like you were stating before, Christmas is not about gifts. So that really, I really didn't care too much for that. I mean, I got three things that I wanted from my mom. And then, you know, I gave her, she wanted a TV. She wanted, what else did she want? TV, got her a TV, and I got her some other stuff. I forgot, but um, it just felt real homey. It felt really family oriented, um, and I I felt good about it overall. I felt I felt good about the the experience. I felt good about being around my mom and my cousin, and I don't know. Except for when other family members started to arrive. Well. <laughs> um, when the other family members started to come over, things kind of sort of took a turn for the worse. And it's like that Rick Ross meme where when you feel the bad vibes and the bad energy, you want to exit left. <laughs> so, you know, um, there were other family members there and... This one family member in particular, my mom, I don't know why she felt the need to ask this person this question, but she asked this question of, you know, do you do you do other drugs besides weed or is it just weed? So 
know me, being the funniest <laughs> person, being the funniest person that I, I am, I yelled out, because you know I'm always saying inappropriate jokes at the wrong. I'm the one that laughs at funerals if some shit is funny. So you may not want to sit next to me. So I yelled out the line from Lean On Me when he said, you smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> I yelled that out. So everybody started laughing because everybody was familiar with the movie. Um, but then this person, I guess, felt some type of way after my mother asked again, oh, well, you, you sure it's just that? <laughs> I don't know why she did it. I don't, I don't know what she was trying to insinuate. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. So this person decides to say, oh, well, your daughter smokes weed. She smokes weed. So I said, no, correction. Her daughter takes edibles. I eat edibles. I said, I have smoked weed like probably three or four times, but I don't because I don't know how to roll. You know this friend. Other people know this. I don't know how to roll. So I prefer to eat it or drink it. It's just easier for me. It's very, it's so much easier. It's easier for me. It's less of a mess. And when rolling, I don't know what I'm doing. If you give me some weed and tell me to roll it, you're going to be mad because it's going to be ruined. So my mom turned around and looked at me because this person proceeded to like yell and become like real irate and hyper. So I thought, it was okay to say, well, you know what? You can always leave because don't nobody need this type of energy in her house. <laughs> like you can leave and that can be that if you're that upset about it. So this person then says, oh, well, people like you always think that, you know, they, they better than people and they act like they don't do nothing. I looked at my mom, my mom looked at me and my mom squinted her eyes and I'm like, didn't you just, you know, I eat edibles, right? She said, yeah. I said, so what is the problem? Like, what, what is wrong with this person? So, you know, you got other family members. Niggas start looking at the walls. Niggas start looking at their feet. Niggas start opening magazines and shit. Old ass magazine. Because don't nobody want to, you know, entertain whatever it is that's going on. So after the family left and, you know, whatever, everybody went away. I had sat with myself and said, you can't be upset with other people because they have personal issues going on within themselves that you have nothing to do with. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, whatever that person is going through, that is not your issue. But I guess the thing that where I became so upset is the comment of the, you think you're better than other people. I don't like that. I don't like that for many reasons and one being, you don't know what I have to go through on a daily basis or what kind of pep talk I have to give myself in order to get through my day or what trials and tribulations that I have to endure to see that I am performing at my highest, like, what's the word I'm looking for? My highest, um, whatever. <laughs> you know, I go through things and it may look, like, you know, I have no struggles or I get things easily. Everything is easily accessible to me, but it's not like I work hard. I work hard. I use my brain. I'm very strategic. I'm very logical about things. And I want to see to it that I succeed in anything that I set out to do. So I don't know if that, if people are intimidated by that, 
but I can't tone myself down for anybody. So however you feel about me and what success that you think I have or what my success look like to you, that's not my problem and that's not my issue. We all got the same 24 hours, like that saying go, we all have the same opportunity to see to it that we're successful. So that was just that one comment. And maybe I need to talk to a therapist about that because that annoyed the fuck out of me. You, I be praying and everything and talking to God every night. Don't, don't say that. You, what? you think you're better than everybody. No, I, I, you may think I'm better than everybody, but I don't think I'm better than everybody. There's yeah. people around me with more than me. I think when people say you think you're better, it's really you saying I think you're better than me. Right. Right. And like you said, it has nothing to do with you. So when you're operating from your highest level, your highest vibration, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to let you bring me down. That's, mm-hmm. that's you telling me how you really feel about yourself. So what you do with your 24 hours and what they do with their 24 hours, it's up to them. Yeah, it's just, it was but it's anno- Yeah, it's annoying. Don't, don't tell me that stuff. I think that I'm better. Just say that uh, you think that I'm better. Yeah, like a legit, like, are we arguing over who smokes weed and eats weed? Like, is this really a conversation that we're about to have on Christmas? No, this can't be. This can't be. This can't be life. It's your own family who will stress you out. Child, it's your own family who will stress you out. But did you know what? It's just one thing that I learned. Listen, don't be afraid to not only detach yourself from friends and strenuous relationships don't be afraid to detach yourself from family members it is okay you can do it god understands god understands god completely understands one podcast that i listened to um the read and i'll never forget the episode love them where crystal talks about her relationship with her father okay and how okay yes that's my father we're family, but I have to walk away from this relationship because yeah. it's very toxic and it's not serving me any purpose. So it's okay. <laughs> it's completely okay to walk away from relationships. It's okay to walk away from certain people in your family. It's okay to walk away from anything that is not serving any purpose in your life. And I had to learn that the hard way. I'm still learning it. Oh, matter of fact, and this was another thing that the person said that was so left field and I, I, I really was confused. And that's when my cousin even looked at me and I looked at my cousin like, I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> the person after the, the weed thing, the person continues to eat a piece of chicken and says, that's why you buy yourself now. I said, wait, what? I buy myself because I eat weed and I don't smoke it. What does this have to do with relationships? <laughs> what does this have to do with relationships? Mm. I said, no, I'm by myself because I'm not going to settle. I could have been in plenty of situations, situationships, relationships, pregnancies, et cetera, et cetera. I choose not to. <laughs> I choose not to. Those are not my people. They were not the right people. But how do we go from smoking weed, eating weed, to that's why you're by yourself? 
Yeah, what does... <laughs> At that moment, it probably would have been great to say, just say everything that you need to say so we can just get it out in the open and just move past it because we're not going to keep doing... This is what we're not going to keep doing. 2022. Yeah. At all. places we're not going in that back, back and, forth. and forth. Matter of fact, three in around motherfucking circles. <laughs> not about to do it. Not back about to do it. Back and forth and around circles. Yeah, I like... That was the point where I just stopped talking. I said, you know what? You're not... I, I'm, I'm not about to go back and forth with this person. And I could say a lot of things about you that could probably hurt your feelings, but ah. now that doesn't mean that I didn't take to social media and on my Insta post, you know, say what I wanted to say. I chose violence afterwards, but I, I, I was practicing peacefulness afterwards after that. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand the, I understand the connection. What was the correlation between weed and why I'm by myself? Why is being by myself a bad thing? I'm actually at peace by myself. I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, this, my ultimate goal is, is to deal with family, how they deal with my brother. So my brother has this thing where, <laughs> where people just don't fuck with him in the family. <laughs> I will say something like, oh, well, call him. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't going to call him because he's not going to answer or he's not going to do it. And I need to get to that level of where my brother is at. So, you know, not to say it to me. Don't call me. I'm not going to do it. I need, mm-hmm. that's the level that we need to strive to get to so people just know, don't even come around me with the negativity because I'm not for it. I'm not for it. Don't I even come into it. my home with it. Right. I want you to meet yourself at the door and know, I can't come in this house like this because it's not going to work out well for me. And I feel like that's what my brother has in place. And that's, I think that's what, that's, um, that's actually key. That's, that's good. We need to get that going because it's, it's we working do. out very well from him. We need to have a bro, that bro code, yeah. that bro logic. But yeah, so, I mean, my Christmas was good except for that, like happening. I'm just so confused. And then my aunt going back and forth. I just, you just, uh, I don't know. You just have to have that headspace of other people's problems are not your problems, even if they're self-projecting. Because people are just angry. They're miserable. They're upset. They're not satisfied with life. And how they feel has nothing to do with you. So don't take it personal. Not a thing. And that's what I had to keep telling myself yesterday. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. It's not about you. It's about that person. They're upset. And they're not satisfied with life. And it shows. And that is completely fine because that does not affect you, your growth, and you progressing. That's it. So, friend, what do we have? Because this is actually <laughs> our, our last episode. This is the last episode of the year. Okay, moving right on into politics. The White House is still white and the Black community is still Black. Oh, God. The politics world is just just all... It's just really messy. This is like a soap opera. And y'all had a lot, a lot of double doozies. <laughs> a, a lot. And I just really wanted to skip past it all. But let's just see what we got. So, the Biden administration. Oh, they extend pause on federal student loan payment until May 2022. Mm, 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 mm. <sighs> Joe, let 
them things go. Please. I have already forgiven my loans. I have already said that is a thing in the past. I cannot understand why you don't understand. It's like you're holding on to this poor relationship and you just want to keep giving it a chance after chance after chance. If there is any, any hope in your heart for a second term, my friend, you may want to just let them things go completely. Yeah. Because you will not. And I don't want to speak for the American people. I'm speaking for this person right here. But you will not be able to get me to cast another ballot with your name on it if I still have loans that are loaning. Mm. Let them go. Play accordingly. Because this is a game now. And I see <laughs> I see how y'all like to go back and forth. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. But whatever. We'll revisit this whole thing in May. You know what's funny, though? So let me tell you how student loan people played me the other day when I talked to you. <laughs> the, the new, what do you call those people? The people that they transfer our loans to? What do you oh. call them? Our new, our new borrower or our new... So, what, See, I haven't received that email yet. So the Fed loans have moved to a new... Yes. Okay. Call, call Mahela. I'm going to call them Mohella. <laughs> That's probably not how you pronounce the name. Mohella problems, okay? That's who they transfer us to. And they played me because after I finished registering and entering in all my information, banking information, so that, you know, it could be withdrawn whenever they start the payments. They told me. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. So you do an automatic deduction with your student loan? Like they, are, they have the authority to go into your account and take those funds that you're paying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When you have your account set up like I do, which is one online banking and one primary, <laughs> that's no issues. You're going to get whatever in that online account. <laughs> and that's that. Oh, If it ain't is- there... That is very there. brave and bold of you, friend. I would never. Friend. Now, I have all of my other bills on automatic deduction. They just come out. But student loans will be one bill that would never have that authority to go into oh, yeah, any accounts it. that I own. And take oh, out yeah, money. they got it. That online account is the money that I choose to put in that account. Oh, and you do get, I think, like a 10% something, right? Like a 10%. Uh, I don't see that. I don't really care. Okay. But they played me because... It said that my balance was $60,000. Now, friend, I don't know how many times I've said on here that my student loans are 70 k So when I saw the 60, I said, oh, they must have forgiven something. <laughs> Finished registering and hit complete and everything else. And it told me to log into the app after you download it. And oh no, 70 was right there. <laughs> it was back at 70. Y'all played me and it's fine. So Biden, you got one less vote for me, bro. At this point, no thank you. I see you when I see you. Whoever y'all decide to bring in here next term, we're just going to have to take the good with the bad at this point. I'm but, still rooting for you, Joe. You and nah. Kamala. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Like history month, I'm telling you guys. Whatever. Mm-mm. speaking of <laughs> well now let's go back over to joe versus joe 
So <laughs> Senator Joe Manchin says it's a no for him. He's not going to be able to cast that vote on the Build Back Better plan. And that he has done everything that he can possibly do, humanly possible, to agree to it. And his heart is just like, no. But our nigga Bernie pulled up. <laughs> and this man said, tell him to tell the people, the American people, especially the people of Virginia, why he is not in favor of the Build Back Better plan. He said, I got one for you. Televise it. Let the whole world see why you're deciding to say that you do not want to vote for the Build Back Better plan. Build Back Better plan. Like, who came up with that? Who came up with the title? That's probably why he can't cast his vote. He <laughs> BBP. Like, did I say like, who? <laughs> How did you triple BP? Like, how did you come up with this? Joe just said no. It's a no for me. But if you read it in its entirety, which I'm pretty sure only person who knows what it says is the person who wrote it. But exactly, he said he has his reasons. I would love to hear them. I would love to hear why he is not in favor of signing or voting for it. It's probably things in there that he doesn't necessarily want to add to it. He kind of wants to take away. And I heard him say in an interview that he wants to make sure that the money that people are getting. So I I believe that uh, American families are still receiving that additional source of income from when they have children. Uh So his thing is, well, how do we know that the money is really serving the, the family and the children? Which is a good point. How do you know? It's a, it's a point, but how would you be able to control that? I mean, how would you be able to monitor how people are spending this additional income that they're getting? I mean, if y'all want to be monitoring stuff like this at this point, when we put our money into the bank, we need to be able to monitor where the hell that's going. I need to be able to monitor what they're putting in the bank and where y'all getting all your money. Because <laughs> the math ain't mathing. Never, never been mathing. Never have and never will. <laughs> You know what's crazy? So on the Breakfast Club, who is the guy that is, because you know your politics, that is the head head of education? What is his name? I I believe he's Spanish. I'm not sure. Or Latina. I'm not sure. But he was on the the Breakfast Club talking about the student, the whole student loan situation. And shout out to Uncle Charlotte, our future boss, but but asking him what he needed to ask him and disagreeing <laughs> where he didn't agree. Um, but yeah, y'all need to check that out because I'm not about to give y'all that whole one deal. I just thought that you knew the man's name. <laughs> I wanted to say his name so that y'all can watch it. Yeah, but, go, um, go tap into the Breakfast Club and see. But I was cracking up because Uncle Charlotte was like, oh, I knew it was some shit when I saw the Secret Service in here. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't have anything for politics. Really, friend, I don't even have anything. Um, Well, I do want to say, and I would be shocked if anyone missed it, but Madam Vice President Kamala Harris did make an appearance mm-hmm. on The God Honest Truth with Charlemagne. Um, and shout out, shout out to her top aides, Simone Sanders, for just saying, absolutely not. We can't hear you. We can't. I need somebody like that in my life. Because Because Uncle Charlotte definitely did turn around and look at the camera and say, they can hear me. (laughs) 
everyone needs a Simone in their lives to block it when you're not supposed to be answering questions. Nah, because they didn't do a good job at blocking because she ended up still answering it. And got kind of sassy. And I add. loved every part of the sass. In agreeance with Charlemagne, that's who I am looking for. I need that same woman who pulled up at the end of that interview to pull up at them tables when y'all having these discussions about what people really need in America. That's the Kamala that I've been waiting for. That other woman that's just been breezing through the states, I don't know who the hell that is, but that woman that said at the end of that interview, I need her to be there every damn day doing her job like that. That's the problem. We don't know how she is as a person because we don't see her. So you having that sass with somebody who has this this platform where he has probably millions and millions of viewers, wrong time, wrong place, have that same energy with the people that you need to have it with. Not people that are supporting you, that have questions, that need answers, and then you bring the sass. Nah, I didn't agree with the sass. I Keep think he it. appreciated. I think when he said that's that's the Kamala that I know. We've been all waiting. Uh, I believe that's waiting. like really a PC type of way for him to like correct it. And I believe that she really did get out of character See, on I national think, television. I think that's the real character that she tries to hide and give us this other thing that she's been throwing in our faces. Like, okay, well, you know, try to just But what has she been safe. throwing in our faces? We have not seen this lady. I don't even know. Potato salad with raisins. That's what she's been throwing. And I need her to dig deep for the hog mugs and collard greens. Because at no. this point, I just cannot anymore. But you know, again, All she, she gave is the me vice. was turkey jerky. <laughs> she is the vice president. So that in itself, I mean, how much weight do you possibly hold? But I will say that I've seen more people in, I don't want to say a lesser position, but in positions that's not the vice president who has been more vocal and out in the open than our own vice president but it just made (sighs) me mad it just made me mad because like you're sassing him why can't it just put you in a space of why can't we ask you the hard questions why can't we disagree with what you're doing and what you're not doing but i think her real problem was that she (laughs) they must didn't go over her yes or no question she mustn't have a list of hard no okay like they, maybe they didn't prep her for this because honestly public speaking i'm not going to say it's not her thing public speaking she's great but i think public appearance is where she really falls short and maybe she wasn't prepped well enough before she went on here that's why I mean, I'm, that's Mr. neither Moe here or there we can't hear you and and uncle charlotte said yes y'all can <laughs> <laughs> i know the connection is great over there he said she can hear me they can hear me they can hear me. Listen, not and, and millions of viewers saw that you could hear him. Reason being, you went and proceeded on to answer the question. Now you did it in a rude manner, but you tried to turn it around at the end. That's only because you looked bad. It did look. <laughs> it looked. Bad. You looked bad. You looked bad. And I think the only thing that really disturbed me the most. With the whole um, 25 minutes was the fact that she had a lot to say about Republicans. And everything was just a jab and a stab at Republicans. And you even went to call that man a Republican. Like, what was that? What was that? This is more things to talk about, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat 
that's not the issue because y'all man's are sitting on y'all side and he don't want to he don't want to vote with y'all hello let's, let's talk about that this is way deeper than democrat and republican this is about y'all really holding on to what y'all said when y'all was running for y'all campaign so i don't want to hear about the republicans i want to hear about you you what's your stand what are you going to do and that's what his thing was, you know, the things that y'all promised leading up to election or during your election hasn't been met. Like we have not seen those things. And I hate that she wanted to, and it's not even just her, it's all politicians. Y'all talk about the things that y'all have done or are doing, but y'all are not talking about the things that y'all promised people that y'all would do. Problem not solved. So she went on to say, oh, we've done this, we've done this, Charlemagne, we've done this, we've done that. But he's like, yeah, that's fine and all, but what about what y'all promised the people? So you get defensive and you get real sassy and black. I'm and then surprised she ain't stand up. <laughs> she already had the hands wagon. Like, <laughs> she already had the hands wagon. Now let's not be a Republican, Charlemagne. What? Yeah, uh, it's a it's, what? It just wasn't given what it was supposed to have, and I really think this is my own own opinion. Is I think because she did so poorly that she went back and was like, "All right, we gotta do something. We we, we gotta turn this around. Y'all gotta give these people ninety more days on these student loans. Y'all gotta do something." And I think this is how we got here with these student loans being pushed back for another 90 days. So now we need her ass to go on TV, make another mockery of herself. Because she what else made we can a mockery. Get. You made a mockery. The, the chance that the people, that we got a chance to see you, to view you, to try to tap in and understand you. You say stuff like this. You lead an interview like this. Well, the interview would have been okay if we had seen you prior. You know, so for us to not see you. as often, you're coming out. It was like you're coming out. Right. So this is what you gave us when we finally got a chance to talk to you. It's kind of like, oh, girl, you, you and, fancy. And granted, like you gave him the opportunity to interview you. But to me, in my eyes, he gave you an opportunity. This man is major in our culture, you know, as millennials, as in, in, in entertainment. Like he gave you that chance to sit down with the people, the people that you need to be talking to and connecting with and you act like a whole ass <laughs> I think it was act a, like an ass it was a great opportunity for the both of them and one was a little bit more <laughs> successful than the other but Madam Vice President Kamala Harris I'm ah, I just don't want to uh I just don't want to because <laughs> you keep giving these people a chance oh, and I'm just God. sitting over here nodding my head we shall overcome. Come on. Yeah, but that's not what he was talking about when he was singing that song. I don't know. But as you all know, <laughs> it's a bunch of cooning going on. Keep your eyes on the Black community and keep your eyes on the White House. Because the White House is still white and the Black community is still Black. And in the need of a lot of resources. Because God is about to send this water and wipe everybody out. <laughs> Speaking of wiping everybody you out. the Omarions, the Omicrons. It's just, things are just bad. Things are thinking. And I just want to say that <clears throat> with me fitting to travel, how my grandma would say fitting to, um, it's becoming 
quite difficult to get a COVID test. Quite difficult. If you That's are, free now, though. It's not necessarily the price. I think it's just that more and more people are now getting tested. Yeah. So it was really, really hard for me to find um, a testing place close to me where I can be tested before I take my flight. So with the B2Ks, Amorians, and okay. all these people out, yeah. So this variant is supposed <laughs> to be 70 times faster can spread. But according to the people, you should not be worried. I take that how you want to take it. I'm take not it sure. how you want to take it. Take I it saw a meme that said niggas ain't have to worry about the Omari crime before Omari and I did their dance. <laughs> when that red coat. Surely he didn't. Sure didn't. Y'all trying to say this man released <laughs> the release, beast? Release the dragon. Should have called the Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Y'all trying to say Omarion released the beast? Yeah. <laughs> Omarion, Omarion. I just <laughs> COVID is this whole thing is just unbelievable. How are we still in a pandemic? How long does a pandemic last? Because every time I think I can step my head out, peep outside the door, it's another variant. According to T Money, she said, "Well, we all can get to Dubai." in 2024 right because because she said it'll be all over soon tina you better hope everybody is here on this planet in 2024 and uh, (laughs) like you better hope that (laughs) dubai might be shut the fuck down okay (laughs) i know one thing guy if you about to take us out you better let me know before may come Cause I ain't about to save my coins for no student loan payment. Oh, you just about I to go can. shop so you drive, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna get to heaven with my bag. Like, can we get in? Cause here we are. <laughs> so you just gonna bring this Louis up into the pearly gates of heaven? Yeah, I'm gonna put on my best, best I'm of be, everything, and I'm gonna be down in hell with some red knee boots, second <laughs> <laughs> <Checking> and job. <laughs> Can I go up there and visit my friend? No. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> why are you doing this? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. What okay. were we even talking about? We were just letting people know that uh, it's, it's still contagious out here. So and, come, and Kamala, be Kamala. And take all measures you need to take to protect yourself so i believe we are on black culture i don't have any so i thought thought we was just um winging this whole damn thing because it was the last wrap up last episode well you know i never really i don't think i ever really had black culture but something really kind of sparked my interest so i was reading something so we know that megan good and her husband yeah, I heard that. Are going through a divorce. <clears throat> and then I was able to listen to a few people and read a few people comment as to why they think that um, it didn't work out. And the comments from the Christian community were very alarming. Okay. And 
if there was any truth to it, then I can see how maybe he felt that she wasn't, I hate to say, but godly enough. Mm. And I'm just like, a community that's supposed to be forgiving and accepting and loving and caring, it's just like, why take that energy to tear someone down because they don't look the way you think they should look? I mean, but that's is that's not really nothing new. Like we grew up with a holy ass family. So we know that uh some of the Christian community can be very judgmental and okay. quick to shun you out. And why is it? That's that's where it gets confusing and why I think a lot of people, when they get older, they run away from Christianity. Because you start to see it as, okay, wait a minute now. All of these things you're naming. It's like, ah, it kind of doesn't make sense. So just listening to the comments and hearing what people had to say about her, just like, what? Say what? <laughs> like, I was just like, I don't understand. But, um, you know, I guess it, it just makes me take a deeper look at myself and how I am as a Christian and what have I done on my Christian journey up until this point and how can I make my journey better? And not seem as the people that I'm talking about, right? It's yeah. just it's a it's a lot. That's I mean, why I, I lean more to spirituality than I was just about to say that. I was about to say we all like lately, I guess I would say our generation have kind of sort of stepped away from the whole religious standpoint and just you know had developed a connection to the more spiritual approach because it's not judgmental. Um, you can be free to pray how you want to pray or, you know, love who you want to love. I, it was like one instance where, oh, I'm not going to say the person's name, <laughs> where they thought that my prayers would go unanswered because I didn't pray as many times as they did, which is not true. I believe that if we're all speaking to God in our own way, it's still going to get answered. Your prayer is, doesn't have any type of hierarchy over top of mine because you do it five times a day. God knows my heart. It could be the same as your heart. <laughs> it's the same instance as if, you know, a person is gay and they love who they love. They can still pray to God. Their prayers will still get answered. God is not going to dislike them for being who they are. He's going to embrace it. So... I do agree with you of having that spiritual approach. It's, it's more comfortable. It's a lot more comfortable. And it's not that I lean more toward spirituality than religion because I'm trying to not follow the steps in religion, but it seems to be more of a safe space than the religion in the church. Yeah. I, I always have a great conversation with my girlfriend about religion and marriage. And it's always such a great conversation and she brings such great perspective. But after reading the comments that they had to say about making good, to me, it just was like, damn, is this really the community that that it I is. say that I'm a part of? Like, is this what y'all doing? It goes that, back to that clip. Remember, me. she was me. on stage and yes. I don't. And the woman made the comment about her not dressing the part or something like that. And, you know, he came to her aid and defended her and said, you know what? 
she can wear anything that she wants to wear. I'm going to love her regardless. That's who she is. She's not going to change that for you, for me or for you or for anybody. Right. And although that may have been true, I kind of sort of get a vibe that it may not have been true for him. Um, All right. Maybe he just got to the point where he may have not been able to take the backlash and the ridicule from the community and it's just like okay because well, he was a preacher right is he was he a preacher i believe preacher okay. motivational speaker um definitely a voice in the christian community but at what point is it safe to say all right i'm not going to be able to do that and live your life how you want to live your life but can still identify as being a christian i feel like it, it, it becomes very complex to do that and that may, in fact, have been their situation. They may have sat down and amicably came up with something like, listen, how you are is something that I can't deal with or something that they both came into agreement with and said, you know what, we, we still love each other, but I'm in this position, you're off doing this, two different lanes, two different paths. And, you know, we may have to part from one another. The issue is the same people that you're preaching to is bashing and being so judgmental to someone that you love. What are you to do in that situation? How do you handle that situation? Stepping and parting ways from your marriage and still being respectful and showing respect and displaying love is one thing, but how are you leading these people that are just judging you and judging your family and if How does you that had, work? Right. And if you didn't see anything wrong with it, or you, like you say, he led us to believe that he didn't see anything yeah. wrong with it. And this may not even be. It may not be. This is hypothetical. Like, <laughs> this it, is all hypothetical. Yeah, this is just hypothetically hypothetical. speaking. Um, yeah, it's, it's it. Mm. It Ma- makes and marriage you is hard. Marriage, marriage is, is really hard. Marriage is really hard. And it but... may have taken nine years for them to figure out like, okay, well, this is not, a happy place for us we'll be better and off even, and not even that is not a happy place like and just sometimes marriages just don't work out and the two human beings can fully be themselves and own up and say listen I love you you love me but this just is not going to work this is not for me or you were for me but you were for me during that time it may be yeah. somebody else for her and maybe somebody else for him that aligns with who they are at that moment. You meet people at different stages. She may met him during a place where they were both, what, practicing celibacy or whatever. And they felt like, oh, we, you're the one for me. You know, <laughs> then you go along for that journey for nine years and you develop and become this other person and that person that old you doesn't align with the new you and the person that you're married to and it's okay it's okay for things not to work out you have to own that and accept that and maybe that's where they're at in their separation or their divorce or their relationship they still may in fact be friends afterwards but they just know that it just didn't work out and that's okay but that doesn't mean that other people get to place judgment on what she's going through or what she's enduring or the type of person that she is because 
we low key don't even know who she really is. We don't know them. We don't know neither one of them. We don't. We don't. You're just making assumptions based off of public information that shouldn't be public, but being as though they are who they are, you're exposed to the social media world. One thing I do know is baby girl is fine, okay? She's beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. And I love, I love the show. I needed to hurry up. <laughs> beautiful. Whenever I did see her um, speak or have an interview, her energy just always seemed to be so powerful and enlightening, you know? And pleasant. So, a and very ple- pleasant person. Very pleasant. So, very pleasant Megan, person. girl, we will keep you uplifted and positive vibes. And we yes. wish you the best of luck. You and Devon. <laughs> you gotta say his name like that. Devon. I actually wanted to get his book. Weren't there books? You know what I said? I wasn't going to say this the on book here. The way? Yeah, I wasn't going to say this on here, but I think I'm going to practice that. And you know, I had to look up the difference between abstinence and celibacy because I really didn't know that there was a difference. I just thought that they had different names, but I thought that it always meant the same thing. So it's crazy that we were talking about that because it says that celibacy is the act of refraining from sexual practices as a vow or oath and abstinence is the decision taken not to indulge in sexual activities because of many reasons. So I told myself maybe I could probably practice abstinence for a little amount of time until I figure out me and figure out fully what I expect from another person. So yeah, I think going into well now going into 2022 because when was the last time I had sex probably was probably was June oh this is a really up close and personal episode I'm, I'm yeah, here I for mean, you know I don't care I'm very <laughs> transparent like you know it is what it is in the year off with a boom boom um yeah the last time I had sex was June was it June I think it was June I think it's I commend you honestly for um you know taking that self-reflection and you know finding out ways that you feel like may help you in whatever situation that you're in um and to the people who do sustain from having sex more power now don't get it wrong I'm a freak but not a freak with like random ass people a freak when as far as like courting and in a relationship and stuff but the reason that I'm taking this approach is because I feel like when you add sex into any equation it can cloud your judgment it can hide the red and the white flags and you are more passive in a sense like you'll let certain things go you'll let certain shit slide and I want to get to really know the person that is courting me or that I'm courting, whatever, however that's going to go. Okay. And it'll give me a chance to kind of sort of see people for who they are and not see them for what I want them to be because sex is involved. So yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. It's crazy that we talked about Devon. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend, again, we had a conversation about um, waiting 
to have sex until marriage. Well, no, I'm not saying that now. I'm not doing No, but that, that just... <laughs> I'm no, not doing that now. <laughs> that is just the, the question that came up because... Um, so I had a friend who... Well, this kind of can go to... Kind of jumping ahead can go into um, questions. So the question was, how do you feel about a man saying that a ring is earned and it's not just given in regards to marriage? A ring is earned and it's not given. So in I, this like, man's eyes, you, I have have to, you have to earn the ring. It's not like they're just going to be like, okay. If it's something that I have to earn, then I don't need to be with you because I'm not, re- it shouldn't be me receiving an award for. Let me yeah, think about th- this. Think about it, because this is exactly this where is we crazy. were. <laughs> this is exactly where we were in the A ring is earned. No. Okay, so why do you say no? Why do you say no? Because when you say you're earning something, it's like I have to put up a big fight. Like I have to work really, really hard and diligently for you to reward me or compensate me for something. Okay. So I I completely understand this how you're be, looking at it. This should right. be something that you should just want to give me because I'm a good person, not because I get up every day and I'm I'm challenging myself. Let me cook him 15 meals a day um to see and now, let me see <laughs> So now that came up. So then, so the exact thing that you're saying came up in a conversation. And then the next question was, what are some things that women shouldn't do in the boyfriend-girlfriend stage before they get married? So all of this was kind of like tying in together, Mm -hmm. like a a ring is earned, it's not just given. And what are some things that men and women should do? Now, playing devil advocate, we never really hear well, let me say that I never really hear things that men shouldn't do before they get married. They will tell a woman, oh, don't do all of this and don't do all that. But you never hear them say for a man, don't do all that for her or don't do all of that. I feel like because it's, it's a it's, double standard. It is. It's never it's never been that way. So from and a man perspective, if I'm going to go out and purchase a ring and do all of the stuff, I'm not just giving rings away. And as a woman, I'm not just accepting them. So I kind of understand both. Like, this is not an audition. I'm not about to have yeah, I you. Feel like, I feel like I got a tap dance for a damn diamond. And right. But then I also don't think be the that case. people should just be giving rings out all willy-nilly if you know that this is not something that can be sustained. So I kind of, it was a if really tough not, question. It is a very tough question, but it just goes back to feeling like you... And and this goes for a man and a woman. No one should have to jump through hoops for you to give them or display acts of love, like little acts of love. Like I, I I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, if he don't get my oil change, you know, every what is it, three thousand miles. So I'm I'm not having sex with him. So those cars. <laughs> So those active, <laughs> so those active services I can see, but if we think about it on a maybe on a deeper scale, like 
what's the earning like man you never showed me your loyalty you never showed that you are on my team or that you're a team player i think the word earn is where it, earn, got- it throws it so <laughs> earn throws it so when you speak it of earning because because i am off. an educator in my mind i think of are you giving me am, am i being rewarded for like good behavior like am i a child it's the word earn that change the whole dynamic yeah because I I understand it once me and my girlfriend we kind of talked this out and I was just like you know no I get it from both perspectives it's the word earn so can we rephrase this a bit well I gotta ask the person because these are not my (laughs) oh okay I'm like all right but I get it I get it I really do get it um if I was I, I still don't get it if I was a man I would not just feel like all right you know, has this person shown me? Well, of course. So then you would know in your mind, no, I can't offer this. I I don't see marriage with this person. If the person is not... And if you don't see marriage, you should not see the relationship. Exactly. If they're not not meeting your standards or if they're not meeting your expectations, then there is no no ring. That's your answer right there. Nobody should have to earning the word earning shouldn't even come up as a thought or in a conversation because you would know with the person's actions if they're worthy of you proposing to them or if they're worthy of marriage so there is no earn like you you know that may be the word (laughs) that a lot of men use and we just don't hear like yeah she didn't earn a ring or and that majority of them probably are not married for that particular reason i think marriage is if you throwing this earning word around <laughs> marriage marriage is hard marriage is hard but marriage is but doesn't your relationship lovely you know if if like marriage I enjoy- is going to be hard i feel like if you're in a hard relationship you're not going to be in an easy marriage not necessarily because easy relationships or easy going relationships can end up being hard marriages I feel like as the years go by the person changes and it's like an onion you shed layers you shed layers so each year you're getting to know a different person so it's always going to be kind of sort of complicated or kind of sort of hard you're going to have your hiccups but that's just going to be an ongoing situation it's not going to be perfect you're not just going to have a happy ass marriage and if you are the both of y'all is cheating (laughs) (laughs) no marriage is but marriage is beautiful though like I enjoy being married it's just that after the dust has settled we just weren't for each other you know who I was becoming wasn't in alignment with who he was because he was older so marriage is a beautiful thing it's just that people change people grow people evolve people change Um, people grow and me right now and in my 30s i need the man to know oh shit no friend no friend just shut up shut up Oh God, it's the drink. Please know friend, that. Friend, friend, <laughs> no, friend. No, for real, seriously. I'll just cry. Know that. I had nothing not, to do with this. You're not going to get a completely different version of me when we get married. 
So I, I feel like I'm walking in my authentic self now. Of course, there will be other things that I'll be able to do and probably be more willing to do. But I don't ever want someone to think that, oh, when we get married, she's going to be this way. No, but you, I'm pretty much. But, I, but that's what a lot of people think because there has been a conversation in my previous marriage. It's and like, you know. And that's not the case. If I you think that you're or, with a cheater now, you probably are going to be with a cheater yeah. in your marriage. If you're with someone that is lazy, that doesn't do anything now, you're probably going to be with a lazy person in your marriage. Now you're yeah. just choosing to have legal documentation saying that you're willing to spend the rest of your days with this lazy person. So marriage really doesn't change people that much. You kind of have an idea and a sense of the person that you're getting prior to you getting married. But see, marriage doesn't change people. People change. So that's where the difficulty comes in at with married people is because that we know that change is constant. We're not always going to be who you are right now is not who you're going to be in two more years. So the perception and the person that people have of their spouse or of their partner going into relationships and marriages, that's where the problem comes in because it's just like, you know, you were this person, but this person changed. I think change is great when it, is in, when you're evolving. Now, if you're changing and becoming a completely different person, that's something different. Because now yeah, but you're sometimes when you're evolving yourself, I but think that's yeah. but that's the thing though. So when you're evolving and becoming a completely different person, that we're not saying that that's a negative like connotation, no. like that's negative. But a lot of people change and become a different person for the better, and the spouse or the partner just can't deal with it. They can't deal with it. They're not comfortable with that. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I'm just here. <laughs> At this point, I'm just here as well. Life is good. No complaints. <laughs> it's not great, great, but it's good. I can handle it. It is what it is. So those were uh, my questions. They were. I, I love <laughs> they marriage. Questions. But... I love relationships. I love seeing people in love. I love seeing people marry, get married, propose to the whole nine. Like I love love. So I'm I'm here for it. I promote it. <laughs> I I absolutely love it. I think love is a beautiful, beautiful thing, especially when you can experience it with your person. Like mm-hmm. when you have your person, and you guys are both just in it and willing to work with it yes it's a beautiful thing it can be a healthy thing and what ayala say and willing to do the work willing to do the work because it's work it's, it child it's a full-time job you ain't never lied that's why i'm just out here practicing um <laughs> wait what's the difference practicing celibacy celibacy not abstinence right yeah that's what friend said. Friend, it's not something that's going to be long term, friend. I'm just saying. But even <laughs> in the short term of you committing to it, I still support you. I'm just doing it to give myself a clear mind, a clear head, focus on myself while possibly focusing on someone else that's not focusing around sex. Boom. Peace and blessings to you, my sister. Yes, 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 yes. Well, friend, we can wrap.
a diddy that I don't have a black business because who I supported the other day was white. So it ain't right. You can close it out. I am a little emotional. Just a little bit. friend, we about to be back in like another week. <laughs> because this is this is this has been a this and is, then this is, this is, and this that is. week it could possibly be we could possibly be shooting live from either WTF studios or down at Rec Philly. So we will be back in January. I don't want to put a date out there. I just nah, I don't be, put a date. We'll just be back in January. Um rejuvenated, refreshed, ready to go, aiming for the sky. Yeah. But it's a little emotional for me. Yeah. Why, friend? I'm a little I'm a little touched. Oh, by an angel. Why? This is just really exciting. It really is. We did good. I'm really proud of us. I'm really proud of us. My mom called me this morning and was like, are you recording? I said, <laughs> mom, if I was recording, you interrupted me. <laughs> She said, all right, well, I'll call you back. <laughs> See, the moms be knowing. Now, my mom may not understand it because her whole thing is money, 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 cha-ching, cha-ching. That's why we call her T-Money. And her first thing be like, y'all making money from it? How much? <laughs> she don't care about nothing else. If the money is funny or they ain't making none, she be like, why? Why y'all doing it? And I absolutely get it. But, Yeah. Um, I'm okay. proud of us. I'm happy. I am just on the edge of my seat as far as what we're going to do next. Um, I'm sure it'll be photo shoots, visual content, merch. So next year is going to look very productive and financially lucrative. Very rich. Rich in all things that you should be rich in. <laughs> Ashe, Ashe. All right. And then on that note, as always, <laughs> uh-uh. be sure to light your stage, clutch your crystals, and do your kegos. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs>